0: It's so beautiful. It's so good. Like, um, I don't even know. What to, I don't know. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two long-distance best friends recap romance novels scene by scene while commenting, joking, and reliving their youth. This week, we're starting off with a Patreon shout-out. Andy M., you are descended from Lilith, one of the most ancient mystical figures in Judeo-Christian lore. She's known as the dark moon goddess in astrology and is associated with uncontrollable feminine vitality. Andy, you're respected and revered, in part because Lilith has always been so feared by the patriarchy. Anyone that ancient men deemed demonic, I see as a badass of antiquity who had to be vilified lest she overpower them. So, you continue owning your sexuality, relying on the prudence and wisdom of your intuition, and being courageous in your demands of the world. That's all Lilith asks. I have to give a huge thanks to all of our patrons. Seriously, you are what keep heaving bosoms possible, so thank you. And now, we're finishing up gorgeous YA novel, The Sky is Everywhere, by Jandy Nelson. Here we go!
1: (laughs) Hello! Hi. Sorry, I was doodling on my notebook.
0: What's up? Were you doing a doodle, Erin? Yeah, I drew a circle. Is that just like what you do in your spare
1: time when you're? Yeah, no, like, I just do these little doodles and like I don't even care if Brad sees.
0: Oh my god, just like thinking <laughs> about boys and then after you do your doodle, yeah, do you just like, like do you just like tuck it into a fence somewhere and walk away? Yeah,
1: I just. I don't even care if Derek finds them. I just, I just like doing them. Like I don't even know why I do them.
0: I don't. They either. just happen. Yeah, they just like they just spring forth from your soul.
1: <laughs> so obsessed with this book. Me too. <laughs> uh, and I should hate it for every reason. Mm-hmm. It's so good.
0: We're it's back. So good. We're doing We're back it for part again. Part two. When did we? Where do we leave off? We left off after they go on the date. So now Toby's at her house again and she goes up to her room to avoid him. But then he comes into her room and like, oh, wait, but this is such a big
1: angst. Yeah. Because Graham is like, hey, Toby's coming over for dinner. And she's like, oh, why? Why do you keep inviting him over to our house? And Graham's like, I needed help with my plant smurs and he offered to help and like i've asked you several times if things are cool between you and toby and you keep saying yes but this whole thing you're doing is extremely weird yeah she's just like oh i'm complicated and mysterious like just (laughs) stop just just stop trying (laughs) to crack my code okay graham Yeah. yeah like I'm just not hungry for dinner or whatever. And yeah. then so Toby and her family have a full dinner downstairs yeah. while she sulks in her room. Is this one where she, like, plays punk music really loud? No, I mean, that's later. Yeah. No, but I'm pretty just sure a-
0: this is it. This is it? No. I'm that's so nuts. Oh, no, no, no. No, maybe maybe this time she's playing her clarinet. Something's happening in her room. She's wearing Bailey's she shirt. She got something
1: super angsty yeah. while they're having, like, a quiet family dinner downstairs
0: yeah. that is insane it's really great stuff and then he comes up and apologizes but then as he's apologizing to her sitting on the opposite bed p.s sitting on his dead fiance's bed he's like i just i can't stop thinking about you though he
1: is balling up the comforter in his hands out of horniness because he can't (sighs) stop thinking about her and the dream ladies the dream of every 17 year old girl and it's horrifically in the, in the body of her dead sister's fiance like
0: not, not to mention yeah not to mention that he is doing this out of horniness grabbing the comforter on which he used to ball her sister so hard <laughs> <laughs>
1: accurate but the other thing is like
0: he lived on
1: a ranch so i doubt they did it very much at lenny's house
0: yeah fair enough i feel
1: like ranch has many opportunities
0: i feel like bailey knew from a very early age that you only have sex against a tree with a shirt on (sighs) right (laughs) what a smart girl (laughs) gone too soon that bailey font of wisdom that one Mm-hmm. Uh, All right. lenny so anyway, would totally have
1: a sex oh, fair backed against a tree. Like an idiot. <laughs> yeah. she
0: and we learn her, her for lesson, it. though. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She learns her lessons. <laughs> yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. He says he can't stop thinking about her. And she's like, it's not me. I'm not her. Not her. her. Oh, God. Uh. And then she goes into the the closet, the the pumpkin inner sanctum or something like that, because um, well, she's
1: wear she's wearing her clothes, her yeah. sister's clothes. So she's graduated from wearing her sister's clothes over hers to just like wearing them all the time. And so yeah. she's like, she says in her narrative, like, "I have to get this shirt off." And I was like, Lenny, do not just take your shirt off right, right now. That's a bad
0: move." She doesn't but, though. She goes into the closet. she goes
1: into the closet, which she calls the sanctum and takes off and changes. And then when she comes back out, Toby's gone.
0: Yeah, he broods away. Ugh. That's right. And then, just as he leaves, pitter pat, pitter pat, a thousand angels start crying, or maybe coming. If you no, <laughs> no, no, you do you,
1: not. You, you, you don't do want me to bring the evils of that book. <laughs> you don't want me to invoke into- pleasure in this book. <laughs> no, into this beautiful teen children's book. How dare you? You're right. And if right. no one knows. Listener, if you don't know what we're talking about, if you're one of the people that only listens to the podcast for books you've read, it, that's understandable. Mm-hmm. But I beg you to listen to the Pleasure episode. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> here are some books you haven't read that you have to listen to the episodes mm. for. Split, <laughs> Pleasure. Yes. What's another one? I don't know. Master Firemates. Mates. <laughs> Master Fire Mates. Yeah, anyway. But man, pleasure! Do not bring the evil into this book.
0: You're right; it was Do wrong not. with me. So it's raining, and it's yes. very
1: romance. It's raining. rain. It's raining. That is the way to describe it. Not a thousand <laughs> angels coming. But then, that is the way.
0: <laughs> but then <laughs> she realizes that Joe is outside in the rain, and she hasn't seen him. He didn't come over this morning. And it's been a a teeny bit of a concernicus. Mm -hmm. So she, like, flies down the stairs as fast as she's ever run in her life. And she goes outside and she's like, you're here. And he's like, I know I had Mm -hmm. to. I had to escape. I missed you. And she's like, I missed you. Why did you have to escape? Turns Mm -hmm. out that wine they Mm -hmm. drank last night was $400 a bottle. Such a mood. Such a mood. (laughs) Such a
1: rich French boy.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he's been grounded all day and like doing hard labor for his dad, like helping him make musical instruments and stuff. Oh yeah. Oh, but mm-hmm. also <laughs> listening to his dad speak French to his girlfriend. That's mm-hmm. not great. Like, Dad, stop having a girlfriend. Dad, you have a wife. Also, stop, stop doing it in front of your kids. Like, if that's if the, if A is yeah. not going to happen, we really need to commit to B. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> 100% yes yeah
0: okay so she goes outside and she's like oh my gosh and then they're kissing in the rain and they're kissing and kissing He's like I just I... it started raining and I had to see you just like this because he's Ugh. a big romance. It's
1: such a YA rain kiss. It's I know. So good, and his hair is all stuck to his face, his and there's water droplets hairs. off of his eyelashes. Water droplets, and she's <laughs> tasting the rain, and she's tasting him, and she's <gasps> tasting the kiss, and it's so good. It's so good. so much love. Ugh. And then
0: big he sort of stiffens his whole body, and she's like, "What's going on?" And he's like, he looks behind them, and he's like, "Why is he always here?" Because Toby is like, watching! He's a gargoyle in their front door, just watching them. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) like that.
1: (laughs) Sorry, I was doing gargoyle faces. It's true. It's so weird.
0: Yeah. And so she's like, oh, he's just so sad about... Bailey. Which is not a lie. <laughs>
1: no, you it's know, not a lie. But it is a
0: lie.
1: it is a weird reason to watch your dead fiance's little sister make out with the new guy from band. It is a weird justification for that. Correct. In the rain.
0: And then this is where outside. this is where she really goes wrong right here. Yeah. Is that mm-hmm. he says, Okay, so I'm being stupid and paranoid and crazy. And she's like, Yeah, she She gaslights so hard. It's rough. Oof. It's rough. And then he's like, I came over to give you this. And he puts it into her hand, and she realizes that it is a brand new composition of their love. (laughs) He does write a song, he writes a melody for them
1: by her. And listen, I have liked this exactly one time in fiction before this and it is in the classic film The Holiday recapped <laughs> by me and Jill Shalvis celebrity author for this very podcast when Jack Black does a do doo his 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 medley for both the old man who lives next door to Kate Winslet and then Kate Winslet and, Kate Winslet. and, Kate Winslet. and it is Beautiful, and then he says, "I only use the good notes, and it is such a romance hero. Uh, that is number one, and this is number two. <laughs> I, I loved it, but I just loved it so much. I and she's just it. honking it out on her clarinet for and days, said- <laughs> and then he's honking it out on his clarinet for days. And I just love
0: it." Oh my god, it. it's so good. They're such musical nerds, and I love it so much. <sighs> god, it's such a romance. Okay, mm-hmm. so now Joe comes over the next morning with pastries, and they're like, whoa, is this, oh god, Big says, is this a conjugal visit, or did you, like, or did they set you free? Uncle Big. Uncle Big. You hippie. Keep that in your arborist bucket. Also, pick a fucking
1: lane, because yeah. after she came home clearly drunk, like, after she came home... After the wine incident, she woke up to them standing around her bed being like, hmm, she mm-hmm. definitely drank white, red wine because of that mouth. Yeah. Um, she is in her clothes. She did come home at 4 a.m. Like, she, they're, like, taking off all these and things. And she's, like, humming. Yeah. And she's, like, singing in her <laughs> sleep. She probably was deflowered yesterday evening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, and then they're like, we don't like her drinking. And it's like, pick a lane. Yeah. Like, you're cool with her staying out all night with the new rebellious French kid from band, <laughs> but you're
0: not cool with, like, a little red wine? Like, come on, guys. They're, very, they're anyway. sending a lot of mixed messages, this parenting duo. They really duo. are. Yeah. They really are. Anyway, so then... <laughs> So he's like, oh, no, my and, dad's and then a romantic like, Are you like, here heart. to fuck my niece or what's yeah. the deal? Like, I just... Yikes, yikes, yikes. Okay, okay. Sorry. So he's like, no, I told my dad, like, why it happened and why I wanted to impress her and, like, how I was feeling. And he, like, blushes and smiles at her. His horny French dad loves, loves. He does. Yeah. <laughs> he loves, love, he does. loves, does. And so love. he let him out. But then he goes up to Bailey. They're standing in the kitchen. Sorry, he goes up to Lenny. They're standing right? in the kitchen. <gasps> Do you know how much of this book is filled with secondhand <sighs>
1: embarrassment for yes, this heroine?
0: So much. Oh, God. And it's such I yes. mean it's so YA. It's like so perfectly Dang. YA. The amount of times I did just completely obtuse nonsense that now I look back on myself and I'm like, ah, they totally yeah. heard you say that clumsy, uh-huh. awful horny thing." No! Here's, a, here's like a not-so-secret
1: secret. I'm pretty confident, and I've said this to him several times, that the reason Cole and I are still friends yeah. is that we know all this shit about each other. Oh, yeah. Like we're the only ones who know how <laughs> deeply embarrassing and terrible we were as teens in early 20s. And if we ever have like the falling out that ends our friendship, it's mutually assured destruction. Like there's <laughs> I can't I cannot have. That out there, no. with no control over it, no. And you that is you the need that we're on friends. your side. <laughs> it is not. It is not affection. It is not. You know, like it is not camaraderie. It is not. It, it's none of that. It no. is just like terror, self preservation, yeah. and terror. Yes, that is it. That's the only reason we still talk.
0: Got to keep that real close. That's you right. Know? That's right. No, you gotta. You they gotta text make that daily. Out- <gasps> In so front he, of this grandmother. No, no, here's what happens. No, I have to do a play by play. I'm sorry. Okay, I have right, to. Okay, okay. Because he comes okay. up behind her, and he like does a behind her snuggle situation, which is like, okay, all right, we're no, still, still already the line. not okay. Already not no, okay. I hear you. Already, I, I am trying our, to be charitable. All right,
1: find a place to be outdoors. The, you live in Northern California.
0: Yeah, it's everywhere. The outdoors is everywhere. Mm-hmm. So the outdoors is then, everywhere. Then she, like, does a peek over her shoulder to be like, the melody you wrote is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "I." she says, like, I want to play it for you. And then he basically thinks to himself, I want to play your mouth. And so he leans over and then smooches her up. But then she just, like, turns around in his arms and puts her whole arms around his neck. And they just do this hard, serious makeout in front of her uncle. And her grandmother, and they are barely chagrined when the uncle is like, <laughs> kids, uh, <laughs> they're like, oh, we're there such lovebirds. Discussion? Of his boner, <gasps> oh yeah, that's right. He puts his guitar in front of his boner because there oh, is God. the boner, and everybody knows it. And all she has to say about that is like, "Glad I don't have to carry that flag around." Right? <laughs> like, I've been so yeah. horny since Glad my sister I don't died. Have a penis. <sighs> <sighs>
1: Oh my god. Ma'am, like, and and, like you don't need a penis for your grandmother and uncle to know that you're horny. No. When you're doing sex stuff in front of them. (laughs)
0: Stop it. Stop rubbing up on this guy in front of your family. You have to stop being a cat on a hot tin roof in front of your (sighs) grandmother. That is a sexual activity that inconveniences the elderly. I don't care how hippie she is. (laughs) Yes. So now they're gonna go to summertime honor band rehearsal everybody it's like a jazz band rehearsal Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: Mm -hmm. she's Mm -hmm. like she's like oh man if we even make it there and they're like cutesy and coupley in front of the whole school including but (sighs) not limited to that bitch rachel who definitely said (laughs) that that he was out of lenny's league okay Uh uh-huh uh-huh and then after that She's like, remember how we needed to go into that creaky forest while it creaked around us? And he's like, I've never been so turned on by the word creaky before in my life. And so she's like, just just follow uh-huh, me. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And as they walk through the forest, he does ask Bing, about that missing boom, mom. bong. Let's go. Yeah. Tell me everything.
1: Oh, yeah. They do talk about missing mom. And she's like, oh, no, it's great. It's It's, it's incredible how my mom abandoned us. She is an explorer like Magellan. Yeah. And like... When she tells this story, this is I identify with this strongly. When she tells this fun, cute story, everyone else is usually horrified. Uh, to
0: include him, <laughs> anyway. Also, I identify with that a lot. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> hey, listen to this hilarious thing that oh happened to me, and everybody's and like, everybody's
0: like, Are "You okay?" And it's like, "No, you're making it weird. You're supposed to laugh." <laughs> so they're talking about the mom. Oh my
1: god. <laughs> okay yes so they're in the forest bing bong bong forest times forest times this is ridiculous this is all the things in one this is <laughs> teens this is hippies this yeah. is this is all the things this is
0: tweed, every single thing there is a cabin no just no. a bed there is a bed In the forest. It's like a living room set up, but without a structure around it. Yeah. Cabin was a bad word.
1: (laughs) Because there there is like some light furnishings to go with this.
0: Oh, yeah. There's like a rocker. um, Apparently, there's an inn nearby. And the proprietor of the inn just like keeps this bedroom set always set up in the forest. He changes the sheets... It is not clear when, but no. it just happens. sometimes. And when it's raining,
1: he goes out there and throws a tarp over it for so that it doesn't get rainy. So, so wait, Bing Boom Bong. Within the Bing Boom Bong here, Bing Boom Bong exception bird click. Yes, that's right.
0: <laughs> Tell me all about it. This is nonsense, Erin. This is insane. <laughs> this because. Is- It it doesn't matter how many tarps you throw over that shit. It's still going to be dank and damp AF. It's in the forest, which means, okay, if this were, let's
1: say, this were a bed in your backyard, okay, that you threw a tarp over every time it rained, you wouldn't be able to throw a tarp over it instantaneously right before the rain started, even if it was in your backyard. Let alone something that you have to hike out to. Like, it's, even if he senses rain immediately and gets on it immediately, it's
0: going to take him 20 minutes to get out there and get the tarp and have it, have yes. it happen. not to mention that, like, ra- rain notwithstanding. Forget the rain, listener. Yes. Don't even, it never rains there. No. The do every single morning. Plus, like, Mm -hmm. everything that's just, like, on the fucking wind. The pine needles that are Mm -hmm. uh, just about. Like, Mm -hmm. the critters that are going to crawl across that thing no matter what you fucking do. The poo This is a mess. The The mice nesting in it. The critters. Oh, my God. The mice are finding the inside of that mattress so quickly. Oh, my God. The squirrels. Oh, my God. All types. Every type of critter. Don't get me started on the raccoons. Those trash pandas are in there. Friends, listen. She makes it a
1: point when it's raining and she makes out with Joe that she's like, it never rains here. Never. never. So this is why our rain makeout is so special because we're in California where it never rains. Fine. Fine. But, bitch, it just rained. Last night Yesterday. or whatever. Yes. Yes. And you know, you know what would make this bed not that much fun, even? What? Windy. Oh, it's windy. <laughs> yes. The There's whole wind. point of them going out there was that it's windy and it's creaky and they were going to go out there the next time it's windy and creaky. Yeah. Because he's afraid of creakiness. Yeah. This this is the most insane hippie shit yeah. ever. It's nonsense. And I loved it, though. I was trash for it i loved it it's just like when it. eric and sookie have that dream yes situation listen hi i loved it listen, loved it but the only ridiculous. way this works if it is if it has like you know those like bed bug mattress things you can zip your mattress in one of those waterproof plus a rubber for the whole sheet bed. the whole bed yeah like you know how people cover like their their motorcycle or their like classic car for the winter with one of those zip up thingies when you live in trash midwest yeah. one of those one of those for the whole
0: bed Zoop. you have to have a whole of those and then a rubber sheet over that and then yes. whatever bed stuff you want to put on top of it no i'm saying
1: uh, i'm saying enclosing the bed and then if if, if people want to use it they must <gasps> oh, unzip it <gasps> that's and even and then zip smarter. it up when they're
0: done yeah Aaron. that's and smart and even
1: even if that's the case even if they do that okay Still, assumedly, people from the inn are finding this bed
0: and doing stuff on it, right? Like that's the point. Fucking on it all the time. There is strangers come all over that nonsense, and probably also squirrel come, Aaron. Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) All kind of
1: woodland (laughs) creatures are using this romantic over that
0: thing. Oh my god. So (laughs) anyway, listen. It's a dream come true.
1: During your romantic tryst on this bed, just be like, oh no, the spider eggs are hatching under us. Like I just feel like constantly there
0: would be there would be like (laughs) things nesting and being born. It's a whole ecosystem. It it is. It's an ecosystem unto itself. That's true. Okay, so so they're so she lays she goes and she like jumps onto it and she lays on her back and she's all sprawled out and she's like, It's one of my favorite places in the whole wide world. And he's like what do you do when you're out here? And she's like, oh, Masturbate. I daydream. <laughs> right? Right. I daydream. And he's I like trailing his hand over her midriff. And he's like, what do you daydream about? And she's like, this. So like, bing, boom, bong. So bing, boom, bong, bong, masturbation. She flicking it. Yeah. She- <laughs> that beat is all over the place. So oh, then he looks down at her. He's like, he's he's up on his arm, you know. He's like crooking mm-hmm. at her, and he's mm-hmm. like, "Hey, John Lennon, can I ask you something? Are you a virgin?" And yeah. she's like, "Oh, is it that obvious? Is that obvious?" And he's like, "Yes, you are. Yeah. hella a
1: virgin. I can tell
0: by the <laughs> Wuthering Heights of it all. You
1: are a big V virgin. I can tell by your clarinet, bitch. You're a virgin." <laughs>
0: Sorry not sorry.
1: Come sorry not
0: sorry. Aaron is going there during this book, okay? This is This is courage in action. All right, everybody. <laughs> I'm sorry. So- <laughs> Okay, so listen, now she's like, oh, no, it's so uncool. And then he's like, actually, I think it's really super cool. And she's like, oh, yeah. why would you think it's so cool? Because he he's wants like, to be your first. Yeah, he's like, well, I mean, if there's ever a time in the future, not now, of course, but like ever a time that you wouldn't want to be a virgin anymore, I could be your first. And he gets all sheepish. And then she bursts into noisy sobs.
1: Yeah, she does, she she does. <laughs>
0: Big sobbing cry,
1: and then she's like, "I'm happy, I swear." My no, sister no, because he's I'm like, happy, he's "I'm like, happy, like, Oh my about, god,
0: no pressure. Uh, oh my god, we don't have to do it ever. I don't even have a penis. He says, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm, just, "I'm just a smooth Ken doll down there." Don't I'm just worry a about it. We're good. I was just, I was just, you know, play acting. I was just improving out in my brain. Yeah, and, and she's like, "No, no, I'm so I'm crying because I'm so happy." She's doing one of those, mm-hmm. those quintessential happy cries but
1: it's actually it's one of those things where it's just like so confusing because she's like feeling all her best feels but it's right after her sister died and like why is it now and she's never going to be able to she's also feeling incredibly guilty about toby hello oh yes also very guilty about toby (laughs) but also like her sister's never going to know this boy like she's never going to be able to run home and be like i had sex with boy the way that bailey ran home and said i had sex with boy because like we get that part in there too and like Also, like, she just, she's gone further with Toby than she's gone with Joe
0: at this point. Like, it's, it's It's a mess in there, you know? And I understand, Lenny. You are, you are okay. It's all the normal things that are happening in your brain right now, and it's okay. But she doesn't know that. And so then he's, like, trying to make it better because he really doesn't want to pressure her. He says, just looking into your eyes, I've never felt anything like this. And then she says, me neither. And they kiss. And then he says, oh, we got to just stick with this because I think I might not survive anything more. And Mm -hmm. then he goes, just kidding. I want to do everything with you whenever you're ready. And then he's like, I'm the one, okay? And she promises. And then he's like, good. Glad that's decided. I'm going to deflower you, John Lennon. But he
1: does it. He pins her arms above (gasps) her head with one hand. And he's like doing stuff with the other hand. And he says, I'm going to deflower you, which is like not something I would find inherently sexy. But like this sexy child was sexy when he said it. And I know that I did say child, but I'm just trying to acknowledge that. Listen, we're just just trying to be
0: our most authentic selves here. (laughs) It's also a mess in here. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's hot. It's, it's hot. hot. and good. And then she says, she's like, oh, my God, Kel Dork to the max. Because she keeps on calling him Kel Dork. And it's really fucking it's, cute. Yeah. It's, it's, it's too much. hmm Is what it is. But then the spider
1: eggs hatch underneath them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then they look over and a squirrel is just dry humping the mattress watching them. <laughs> <laughs> and then a bird
1: poops on her face. <laughs> um, yeah.
0: hmm <laughs> It's like that. Yeah. Okay, so now same day, right? She goes home. They they like split up at the road or whatever. The
1: days in this book oh are insane. The, the days whenever oh. she says things like earlier today or yesterday, I'm always astounded. That all of these things happen in one day.
0: I was sure it was two weeks ago because a lot of yeah. times the days are like five chapters long, and so I'm like, okay, a week and a half has gone by. What?
1: But <laughs> like day? that night where it's like she made out with Toby, then she made out with Joe, and then she made out with Toby again or like saw him again. It's just like this is all one day. Like, that was a 24 hour period. No
0: wonder she's like going
1: fucking nuts.
0: Yeah, it's bats in the belfry over there. It's it's mm-hmm. too much at once. It's too much all at the same time. It's too much. So she goes home, and I'm sorry, listener, this is actually where it happens. I told you it was last time. I fucked up last episode. This is me flagellating myself for you, okay? Don't, Melody, I know you're an exhibitionist, but <laughs> let's please not. Should I just keep that to myself? Let's
1: please not flagellate in front of the listener right now. All
0: right, all right, fine. So, all right, so Toby's at her house, and she's really, really fucking pissed about it. So she goes mm-hmm. up to her room, and um, this is where she, like, looks over a bunch of combinations of different names that bailey had been searching to try to find their mom Mm -hmm. and she is finally like what the fuck why why was this happening why was she keeping it from me what was going on so she goes down and talks to toby about it this is where he tells her that bailey was pregnant and they were going to tell them about it as soon as they could basically but then she died and so then she Feels terrible. And like just all of this, this sympathetic, understanding grief like wells up mm-hmm. in her. And she just wants to like tether him back to the earth and show him mm-hmm. that like connection is still possible kind of thing mm-hmm. so she kisses him in her front yard boy does yeah. she just put she plays tonsil Honey. hockey with him in her front fucking yard mm-hmm. right after squirrel dry hump times right after promising
1: herself like and that bailey was promise rings times
0: Ugh. oh yeah
1: Oh, yeah. She's also told Dead Bailey like several times that she was never going to do this again, like throughout yeah. the book. She's already broken that promise multiple times. Right.
0: Yeah. <sighs> well, uh, Toby, his whole body goes rigid. Mm-hmm. And she l- looks over her shoulder thinking, oh, it's probably Grammar Big. And this is going to be like, no, awkward. it's not. No, it's definitely, absolutely not. Lenny, you're in your front fucking yard. <sighs> and joe is there. Uh-huh. He is white-faced. He has no idea what the fuck to do. And so he just like turns around and starts running toward his house again.
1: But like you guys, he is always smiling. And oh. then he's just like not smiling for the first time. You guys, it is heart-wrenching. Oh my so God. much more than in other books where it's like somebody walked in on somebody ki- you don't like this happens all the time where it's like yeah. somebody walks in on a snurfle. And it's like, oh, well, he kissed me and I didn't mean to. Like, there's always like a great explanation for the schnurfel. She has no explanation for this. And she has directly told him you are crazy this is not going on you're nuts
0: you're paranoid he says because of your trauma this is your trauma she says to him Uh uh-huh no it's not lenny
1: and he has walked in on this guy in her room several times so he knows this isn't a one-time thing this isn't like toby going in for the kiss and her being and him like walking in right before she's like no toby we could never and like make no mistake like she
0: kissed him in this moment and likely joe saw that yeah i'm certain joe saw her approach him And initiate the kiss. I'm certain of it.
1: There is just no... I just... Like, they're never coming back from the... There's no...
0: Never. Way. There's no way. I don't know how Jandy Nelson is going to write her way out of this. I don't know how she's going to do it. She's so guilty. And
1: I love her so much. And I... I know. Would have done the same thing.
0: God, it's so tough, right? Because I would have done the same thing. I would have. Yeah. Well, okay. So then... There's a there's a point a little ways down the book and I do, I just don't want to forget to say it because it's just so good and perfect and it goes to your point about like how it's so much more soul soul crushing because he's like so animated and so happy. Mm-hmm. There's a moment where they're having an argument, a disagreement, whatever it is, and she says the way that he's looking at me, I've sucked the joy out of the most joyful person on earth. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's like oh fuck balls, man. That is.
1: And like she did. It's not like yeah. one of those contemporary romances where it's like, no, you didn't. Just talk to him and it's fine. Like she no. did,
0: though. Like she, she completely did. It. did. Ugh, over and so over awful. again. And with Ugh. impunity and knowing, having this sick feeling in her tummy the whole time that she was lying to him and gaslighting him, knowing it the whole time and not being able to stop herself.
1: And like we get why she did it because we're in her head, but there's no. There's no coherent way no. to explain this to anyone. No!
0: Not at all! Jesus. HB's, I have to tell you about a book I've been looking forward to for what seems like forever. The third standalone in Sierra Simone's Priest collection is coming out on September 7th. It features the third Bell Brother, HB. HBs, I have to scream for a minute about a wonderful company for all of your romance and BTS merch. I know a ton of you love both. It's called Literary Souvenirs. Prashita and Davisha are two sisters and fangirls who create beautiful designs for apparel, enamel pins, acrylic keychains, handmade resin bookmarks, coasters, jewelry, and so much more. Seriously, they do it all. They just released brand new designs for HB favorites like Neon Gods and the Love Hypothesis. Plus, they have a History Huh shirt from Red, White, and Royal Blue that I currently have in my cart and a stunning from Blood and Ash enamel pin. I'm going to link their Etsy and social media pages for individual orders, but I also need to rave about my experience with their custom design and bulk ordering. Jenny and I decided to have enamel pins made for the first 100 supporters of Bonkers Romance, and Prashida and Davisha went above and beyond. Not only did they do a beautiful custom design of our I Went Bonkers First pins, but working with them was a dream. They were so responsive and accommodating, and they did an amazing job keeping us updated during the production process. I cannot recommend them enough for any of your custom needs. And also, you can get any of the current merchandise in bulk. Just let them know what you want. So, go support this small, woman-owned family business by following Literary Souvenirs on social media. And checking out the goods on Etsy. You won't regret it. Ah! 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 Ma'am! No, Lenny, no, no, no. I I also love this book because not only is it firmly, squarely her fault, and and, and yet you still can sympathize with her, Mm -hmm. but then... She's also so fucking clumsy every time she tries yeah. to fix it. And it's so relatable. Yes. Oh my God. You think you're saying exactly the right thing and it tumbles out of your mouth and you're like, oh God, I just uh-huh. made it eight times worse. No. Uh-huh. Oh, it's terrible. So he's like, this, it's over, it's done. Also, like, here, here's what I was coming to give you. And he Ugh. crumples up a piece of paper and throws part two of their two love of melody the sheet music and it's a duet um, and now we're now we're at part two yes. you know okay, that's uh-huh. real that's the, the first part was part one <laughs> now we're at part two of the book yes end of the song so boy she lives in a Joe less world right now and oh my god we forgot to tell them last time that like the day the morning after they kissed she was calling herself Joe Lirius. Oh, cute. Ugh. And Sarah was saying that she was like a dementoid over him. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. It's so good. Okay, sorry. So she's living a Joeless gray life. Mm-hmm. And um, she keeps on like trying to keep herself busy by like working on the mom searches. And then she goes out and talks to Big. And she's like, I've been trying to figure this out do you believe in this family narrative of like restless gene bullshit? And he's like, I mean, I don't know that I believe exactly in the restless gene stuff, but it's part of our family story and it's happened quite a bit. We just decided Mm -hmm. that the narrative was going to be it's genetic. And that was the way that we get to tell our story. Right. Yeah. Right. And so she's like, I think Bailey had the restless gene. And he's like, He doesn't say this, but essentially he's thinking like, I don't know when she became a fixed entity in your mind, Lenny, but like her dreams had obviously changed by the Mm -hmm. time she died. When he saw her get rejected from Juilliard, he saw it for what it was that she was relieved to not have to choose between Juilliard and Toby and like raising a family and doing all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And then he looks at her and he's like, The only person that I ever saw working really, really hard toward anything like Juilliard is you with your clarinet. And that's why everybody was really shocked when you quit that, Mm -hmm. because it was so clear to everyone that, like, their trajectories had flipped, except to Lenny. Mm -hmm. Man, and so this is where Lenny, sweet, sweet baby that she is, she discovers the art of narrative reframing for the first time in her life. (laughs) I yep. remember vividly when this happened to me, when like I literally like my my um my undergrad thesis was all about narrative reframing your way out of trauma. Uh huh. It, it was it was revolutionary to me, and so th- when when this happened to her, I was just like, "Oh, lens, oh, you can do it.
1: It can happen. Uh-huh. Yeah." I think I was born. Narrative reframing. This never <laughs> I was just like, I don't remember it occurring to me. I am yeah. a narrative reframe. There's you nothing are. real
0: under it. No, <laughs> no. Just, you no. Know? Aaron. No, I hear you. I hear you. No, you are. You're a born storyteller. And that's one of the reasons <sighs> that you can pivot so quickly. I'm I'm not bragging. It's it's a problem. It's not. <laughs> it is a gift and a curse, Aaron, is what it is. It is. It truly is. Yeah, double-edged goodness right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, and now that when I did discover it, <laughs> unstoppable, this guy. Yeah. So she calls Joe's house the next day, and she has this chat with his brother Marcus. Oof. She's like, Hey, is Joe there? And he's like, Nope, he left early. And like, awkward mm-hmm. silence, awkward silence. And he's like, I've never seen him this broken up about a girl before or really anything. Mm-hmm. Awkward silence. Awkward silence. She's mm-hmm. like, "Okay, will you um tell him that I called?" And he's like <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, Lenny. Also, if you really like him, don't give up on him." Click. Yeah. Marcus. Marcus. Marcus hero. is like hero, but like savage hero. Mhm. Mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Man. So <sighs> now lenny sends it an sos time? to sarah
1: oh, oh god okay bing bong bong bird quick. Oh, listen oh, god. this was such secondhand oh, no. embarrassment but also like i was thinking about if this were another book that was like a, a more poorly written book i feel like this this book knows what it is you know it's like a yeah.
0: self-aware in the best i don't know way. how to say it
1: yeah like this was written to be embarrassing and to be realistic of something that you would do when you're 17. Oh, and, God and it, desperate, it's so desperate. She lets Sarah. Oh God! Remember Sarah, <laughs> the one with the Sarah nest of, of the, the blonde velvet hair? dresses
0: and the cowboy boots
1: <sighs> and, the- and the smoking and the red lips and the <laughs> pancake of of white and the twenty ten nest hair. Yes. Um and the combat boots. She does let Sarah give her a makeover before band
0: practice for seduction for seduction At band reasons. Practice <laughs> as if her sluttiness was not the OG problem. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Like that was my favorite part about it. I was like, "Oh no, 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 yeah, no!" Being Going hot with a, enough, with a cardigan, <laughs> yeah, to cover yourself. Was not <laughs> your
1: problem. Being too hot for too many boys is the issue. <clears throat> so she shows up to band practice, of course, feeling stupid because she's wearing platform heels. A cocktail dress of uh, the that doesn't miniest fit her
0: mini cocktail dress with like her out. One of those Tubie boys. yeah Oh yeah. That it was it's a bandage dress if I've ever heard one.
1: We've got a push-up bra that oh, is yeah. like stuffed and her boobs are lifted up out of there. We've got red lipstick, we've got hair down for the first time ever. It is insane. I need a listener to know that Bella just tried to put a blueberry in her mouth and completely (laughs) missed and then dropped it on the floor.
0: Um, (laughs) On my desk, and I've already picked it up. So. All right. Okay.
1: Hmm. Ready? Well, Um, I commend the dexterity and ability to put things in your mouth. Okay. So she's at band practice. He doesn't show up, but I've found a new hard limit.
0: Tell me everything.
1: In this YA book. (gasps) Oh,
0: I did too. The teacher, the teacher, the teacher.
1: Oh no! I didn't. Yes, that's a problem. We that's need a to talk big about hard it. limit. <laughs> for the, me. the teacher says something about like Vava you Loom or something. You look ravishing
0: today. Yes. Oof! Don't don't, say don't that, like teachers.
1: It. Don't, don't like love it. it. No. Mm-mm. Didn't Mm-mm. like it, teacher. Hey, listen. Here's my hard limit: red lipstick on Reed Instruments. Don't do it. <gasps> yeah.
0: Why are you like Hate that? It?
1: Don't. Mm-mm. How also, that lipstick can didn't end you? up everywhere blows my mind. I mean, it did. She she says that it did. But, but like
0: on her, I mean, like she didn't walk oh, out yeah, of there yeah. with like, yeah. Yeah, completely. But can I tell you, so as much as she is a clarinet, mm-hmm. she really abuses her instrument. In the very first scene, we forgot to tell them that she gets so mad about Joe smiling at Rachel that she bites her reed in half. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now she's just slathering the whole thing in red lipstick. What's happening?
1: Well, I mean, you don't use the same read every time. You pull that no, sucker I know. out and put new ones I on I know. But I Yeah, I But I feel like instruments can take a lot. I famously once had an oboe thrown at my head, and that oboe continued to play after that. You seem surprised, whereas like I feel like that's a very
0: predictable story. No, 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 from no, no. no. No, 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 Just let me let me play this out for you in my brain. Okay. In your hierarchy of weird mm-hmm. oboe was second from the bottom so what the fuck did the french hornist do to you oh nothing (laughs) if the oboe threw an oboe at you what happened with the french
1: horn well so the oboe player was my best friend's little sister okay and she was mad at us for like i don't know existing um and not like paying enough attention to her probably or maybe she was trying to practice her oboe and, like, we were hanging out. Like, I don't remember it, but she got really mad at us and we were astounded that she'd gotten this mad this quickly without us noticing. Sure, sure, sure. we were kind of batting <laughs> her away. And then all of a sudden this oboe just comes sailing at my head.
0: <laughs> and I've never let her forget it at the end. Yeah, fair. That seems like something that should be remembered. Okay, listen. So, So yes. she is... Like club ready for band, and he doesn't oh even show up. It's so early. Everybody in the else morning. is like, Bada, ba, 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 ba. wow. Like mm-hmm. all the other boys are making noises at her and stuff. So now she's like, well, that plan failed. So now she goes to his house.
1: He, he, yeah. If you guys can imagine, it gets more, more worse and
0: weird. So she's like, He didn't get a load all of this at band practice, so I need to deliver all of this to his house. To his home where he lives with With his his family.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So she goes there and there is like a weeping willow
0: tree. Because of her parents are is? fighting in front of. Yes. Her parents are having like, or his parents are having like a yes. whisper shout match at each other mm-hmm. and like flailing their mm-hmm. arms around and stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. So, so she hides inside the weeping willow tree because that's possible. And then she starts listening. So first she hears him playing his sad solo uh, clarinet. Their song. Their song over and over and over. She hears one of those brothers be like, hey, stop playing that song so much. It yeah. fucking sucks. And then he, she hears his phone ring and him be like, oh, hey, Rachel. Hi, Rachel. What's up? <laughs> yeah, like, I agree that, like, Tibetan throat singing is, like, pretty cool or the something coolest. like that. Then, you guys, she's still hiding in a tree in a tube dress. In so then platforms. It platforms, like, in the grass while his parents are fighting. Like, it's so much. Then Toby (laughs) walks up and knocks on his door. Knock, knock, knock. And he's very like, what's the deal with you, man? I told you to get away. Like, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want, you know, like, fight this out with anybody. I don't
0: want to do this. Yes. And she can't hear what Toby's saying. Mm -hmm. But she can see that Toby's, like, you know, really trying to get something out. And so this is when she's just like... I must show myself to the world. Oh my god! I am the I am the racehorse. I am the narrator
1: of my own story. Oh, oh my god! And so she, then she she so parts. she Hulk
0: smashes out of this dream <laughs> like the beaded curtain over. Oh. oh my god! And then doesn't say anything. It's, she literally stumbles. Yes. Because she's wearing platform she, heels, the platform she can't heels. walk in, and it's gravel. Yes. So then, Marcus, the savage heroic brother, is like, "Whoa, Lenny, va va boom, girl, damn!" And then Joe is like, "Shut the fuck up, Marcus. That's my woman." But of course, he can't say that because he's so goddamn he mad. Can't say
1: that. He's the only one that doesn't give two fucks that she's in a special bandage
0: dress and a red lip because he's the perfect man. Everybody else, jaw on the floor. And he, and she's just <sighs> like, oh, no, this has been a big miscalculation. He doesn't care about my hot bod. He already knew how hot this bod was. Oh, no. Yeah.
1: <gasps> that wasn't the problem. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hmm. So then he tells him to get away. <sighs> this is where she, she sees say, his He tries voice. to walk away. Oh, she tries to walk away from her and he, she grabs the bottom of the back of his shirt. It's the most desperate, sad thing in the
0: world. And then she said, like, all she can keep saying is I'm sorry. And he's like, I don't give a fuck that you're sorry. I don't care if
1: you're sorry. It doesn't matter. You still did
0: the thing. You did the exact thing that Jean-Pierre did. You did the thing. You did the thing that my dad does. You're doing the thing that I hate. And I told you that I hate. And then you gaslit me, you asshole. And then... She looks down and realizes that he was so upset, he just, like, walked into the driveway without shoes on. And so she looks down and all she says is, your feet. I've never seen them before. And he, like, almost cracks because she's so fucking cute. Oh, no. And then he's just like, get the fuck away from me. I cannot do this. We're done. It's ruined. And he goes into the house. Oh, my God. And honestly, I wouldn't have
1: been surprised if he wasn't like, I can deal with a lady that cheats on me, but I cannot deal with somebody this fucking awkward. Like, I can't. The fact that you thought it
0: was this, this was a good idea. This is too much. Oh, I know. I know. (laughs) know? This, this whole thing was just like, not. It could never be a good idea, Lenny. And no. Boy, what a miscalculation this was. So then, then. Then. Aaron, then, then what would you do in this situation? You turn around and you take your sorry, desperate, bandaged ass home on your own two platform heels. That's what you do. You definitely don't get into Toby's fucking car in no. that driveway. My you God. don't get into Toby's Lenny. fucking car. Jesus. So she does that though. She does do that. Yeah, and she, she does knows do that. <laughs> the whole time. She's like, Wow, Joe is watching me climb into his truck in my teensy, tiny uh-huh. little
1: dress. No way she didn't flash vagina at everybody getting everybody
0: into that Everybody saw her Brittany. Uh-huh. Free Britney also, but like in the right circumstances. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We don't, we
1: don't need photographs of her vagina getting into cars. No. That is not the right way to free her.
0: Jesus. Yes. So... Okay, so then she's like, hey, Toby, (laughs) what are you doing here, though? And he's like, oh, well, I came by yesterday, too. And he sort of tried to beat me to death with his guitar. So, like, I feel like we're making progress. Mm -hmm. He's like, yesterday I got about three words out. Today I got about ten words out. And really, my point is just, like, he needs to give you a second chance because it's not romantic with us. It's just, like, a weird Uh thing. Uh Weird, grief, awful thing that's been happening. Yeah. And she's like, wow, that's really meddlesome of you, but like appreciated, you know? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Oh. So now she goes into the attic. It's like the next day probably. Mm Mm-hmm. And she goes into the attic and she finds a bunch of letters that Graham has been writing to her gone mom. Mm Mm-hmm. And it is in a box that has a bunch of like chiseled wild horses like carved into the top or something. Mm Mm-hmm. And, man, is that just an extended metaphor, you know? Uh-huh.
1: But she kind of figures out that it wasn't really as... You know, Graham never acted sad about the mom being gone. She always just acted like it was kind of a fun thing about the family. and She's an explorer and blah, blah, blah. And now she's reading these notes that Graham has written to her mother, and she's realizing how very painful this was that graham has been hurt uh, her grandmother for her whole life yes that she that she left and she's also learning things about oh, her mother God. and things she used to do
0: yeah this is so unexpected i don't know why it was unexpected to me but this nugget i don't know it was so poignant to me because she was like my whole life i've i've never known my mom she left when i was 1 Graham doesn't really talk about her because in Graham's Mm -hmm. mind, she didn't want to like leave her with an impression just in case she got to meet her mom one day. Mm -hmm. And she's like, but now I just found out that she really loves lilacs to the point that Graham would find her sleeping under the lilac bush in the summer. And like, she makes a really good pesto. And I've never even thought of my mom like boiling noodles, like what the fuck is Mm -hmm. this? Like she's, she's always always
1: been this kind of like idea and not a real
0: person. Oh, and it's Mm -hmm. God. It was so heartbreakingly gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Hey HBs. I have to tell you about a podcast. I love and listen to religiously. The Rose cast with rim and AB is the number one bachelor recap podcast hosted by a male interracial best friend duo. Oh boy. It's July, folks. That means new bonkers book club selections. And let me tell you, our cup runneth over. First, there's a historical smorgasbord. You get the entire box set of Nicola Davidson's Surrey SFS series. If you're not familiar, that stands for Sexual Freedom Society this box set includes five ridiculously spicy historicals with a variety of gender pairings and trios and so much more that makes my heart sing then jenny and katie are offering up one of their all-time favorites brutal prince by sophie lark that's the mafia book where the heroine accidentally sets the hero's house on fire and then Make sure her mouth is full of strawberries because she knows he's extremely allergic. Best wedding kiss ever, right? And then we decided to do a little bonus. We wanted to see if audiobooks are something you'd like as part of Book Club. And Kay Lorraine and Meg Ann have a series called The Mate Games. You get to listen to Book One, Obsession. It's a paranormal reverse harem that's done with duet narration. And the cast of narrators is insanely good. So Joybringers have tons to look forward to. If you want to join, check out our website. The link is in the show notes.
1: Hearing and it's just so beautiful the way this book writes about grief. Yeah. So she's just wrapped up in all the Joe of it all and Toby of it all and the mom of it all and the Bailey of it all. She's not having a great time. So her friend Sarah decides she's going to take her to the movies. She's going to get some vodka. No. It's going to be a good movie that's going to take her mind off things, and she's going to sneak in some liquor, and they're going to have a fun night that doesn't have to do with any of this bullshit a
0: fun girls night party excite town time i
1: felt this oh. so deeply she they're at the movie and they oh. see joe and rachel out together and i'm going to read it is that okay please god you have to okay. she uh, she sees them together and they're kind of like talking before they cross the street at the crosswalk toward the movie theater And she has the thought, cross the street, cross the street before you fall in love. Like, it's going to happen right now, and she has to stop it before he falls in love with her. Oh, gosh, beautiful. So then they start walking across the street, and he looks at her. Like, somewhere they make eye contact, and it says, um, I meet Joe's eyes head on. Sarah disappears, then Rachel, then all the people waiting in line, then the cars, then the trees, the building, Mm. the ground, the sky, until it is only Joe and me staring across empty space at each other. He does not smile. He anti-smiles. But I can't look away, and he can't seem to either. Time has slowed so much that I wonder when we stop staring at each other, we will I wonder if when we stop staring at each other, we will be old and our whole lives will have been over with just a few measly kisses between us. I'm dizzy with missing him, dizzy with seeing him, dizzy with being just yards from him. I want to run across the street (sighs) and I'm about to. I hear my heart surge pushing me toward him, but then he just shakes his head almost to himself and looks away from me and toward Rachel, who now comes back into focus. High-definition focus. Very deliberately, he puts his arm around her, and together they cross the street and get in line for the movie. Mm. A searing pain claws through me. He doesn't look back, but Rachel does. But Rachel does. She salutes me, a triumphant smile on her face, then flips an insult of blonde hair at me as she swings her arm around his waist. An
0: insult of blonde hair. Aaron. It's so well written, you guys. Jesus, like, did you not
1: feel that? Like, I'm sorry, it took two minutes to read that, but I mean, I'm not. Uh, did you not feel that with like everything in you? Oh like, my god. Uh,
0: oh,
1: Jandy, you bitch. Oh god, it's, sorry. Jandy. <laughs> ah.
0: <laughs> so then, um. So then Sarah is like abort mission <laughs> get in the, get it yeah, on do something else <laughs> let's go let's go climb into ennui Ugh. like that's not fucking ironic and um, <laughs> yeah Ugh. Ugh.
1: so um, and it hasn't even been a week and like that's that's one of the things that she's really upset about upon seeing this is like it's only been like a couple of days what if he has sex with her like what what if it's just like a full-on? revenge relationship like what are they doing are they falling in love like oh, oh it's just awful now i'm pretty sure graham finally blows her top so graham has these you guys it's <gasps> so it's so much this it's oh graham God. has these flowers in her garden they that are, are roses that are supposed to be a uh an aphrodisiac that are supposed to make people fall in love and like the whole community goes and find, it's very uh it's very practical magic they're a love potion number nine situation yes But Graham doesn't want anybody to touch her roses. She Only she does them. So she goes and fucking lobs off all the roses in, in Graham's garden, which is like the worst thing she could do to Graham. Yeah. And then she puts him in a basket and she walks him over to Joe's house, hoping that he will smell the roses and fall back in love with her. So Joe's mom answers the door She's like really taken with the roses and and finally Lenny's just like okay will you will you give them to Joe for me and then Joe comes up behind her he's on he's coming home probably from Rachel's house probably from Rachel's house <laughs> probably just pulled right out of Rachel god. and come right over oh, here god, oh, god their children okay so yeah. then like, he's like he's fucking mad this is so good he's like yeah. you've you brought these roses over here to make me fall in love with you and like, let's be super clear. Me being in love with you
0: was not the problem. I am in love with you. No super hot slutty dress is going to make a difference. No fucking yeah, roses here, I are going. To- yes, please.
1: You've got to be kidding. You think it's that easy. His face is getting flushed. His eyes bulgy and wild. I don't want tiny dresses or stupid fucking magic flowers. He flails in place like a marionette. I'm already in love with you, Lenny. Don't you get it? but I can't be with you. Every time I close my eyes, I see you with him.
0: Oh. Then she
1: um, she does have to leave. But then when she gets home, oh. Graham is sitting at the
0: table with the shears. She's mad. She's, I mean, she's... Of course, yes, yes, she is. And this is after... So I need to set the scene for listener, right? Because it, at the mm-hmm. beginning of last episode, I was like, Graham, it's been four weeks. You know, like, get off her tits a little bit mm-hmm. about cleaning up Bailey's stuff or whatever. But... Also, justice for Graham, because for the last four weeks, she's been sort of, like, following Lenny around, trying to have tea with her every day like they always do, and, like, mm-hmm. desperately trying to get her to open up and confide in her about how she's feeling, and, you know, really, really just trying so hard to connect with her, and, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So she comes home, and Graham is like, do you want to explain yourself? and then by mm-hmm. the by like the middle of this argument lenny realizes oh fuck i am so selfish and self-centered mm-hmm. because yeah, grandma tells
1: only- her she's self-centered oh, and yeah. you know she's like you're so selfish like you think you're the only one in the world who oh. lost somebody like i lost my granddaughter who i raised
0: who like, is basically my shit? daughter yeah yeah and like you uh, you don't think that maybe I needed to talk? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I also wanted you to be able to talk, but you don't think I haven't needed anything in my hour of grief? Mm-hmm. And so Lenny's standing there and she's like, oh my God, I'm such a fucking dumbass. Of course, Toby's not the only one who understands what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. This is now the second daughter that Graham has lost. Mm-hmm. And I've just been thinking like she needs nothing. She's fine. Mm-hmm. She's an island unto herself. She is an entity that only gives and gives to me. Ooh. and that's how you think when you're a teenager. Adults and when are you're just grieving there
1: to give you stuff and yeah. and when you're grieving.
0: yeah. like Ugh. oh God, it's so
1: fucking real. And she's like, I nearly cut up your book of w- wuthering heights like yeah. i nearly cut up your stupid book that's how mad i was that you cut up
0: my roses and they also talk about the mom though because yeah. she says is like i went up to the attic and i saw that you found the box it was in a different place right and so she says yeah i i want to talk about mom and and is like yeah i know i felt really bad about that because bailey shouldn't have died knowing so little about your mom
1: mm-hmm. oh god It's so heartbreaking. She tells the story about how the mom left. Yeah. And Graham always paints these women in in green uh, dresses. And it turns out the 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 whole,
0: like, all of them are green. She paints women in only shades of green. Yes. And they're like sort of haunting and willowy and they're Mm -hmm. unreachable. Oh, God. And
1: Lenny describes green as her favorite color. But we learn in this conversation, it's her least favorite color. Because the mother was like draped in all these green scarves and stuff, and like running around the house very manically, saying, "What if I left? What if I left? I'm just gonna leave. I'm just gonna leave. What would you do if I left?" Like, and finally Graham's like, "Yeah, I would raise your kids if you took off on them, but like, just so you know, if you leave, you can never come back. Don't to you fucking come will back. Never be in this family again." And she did. And since then, Graham has been like, "She'll be back, she'll be back
0: to the girls." and she says it wasn't a promise, it was a prayer. Yeah. Mhm it wasn't mm-hmm. a promise to you girls. It was my own my own private prayer because she's held so much guilt about thinking like Graham is the reason that their mom is never going to come back right
1: Ha. Oh. And then, of course, Lenny's like, it's not your fault that she left. It's not. She could have come back. Like, it's just you saying that doesn't mean, you know, oh, it's beautiful. It's a big forgive. It's a big family redemption, which is Melody's favorite thing. It is my favorite
0: thing. Then they do just hack up Wuthering Heights. Boy, they hack up Wuthering Heights together. And it Mm -hmm. is catharsis. Man. Yes. It's wonderful. And then, like, they keep on talking. Like, they have this whole section where they reconnect. And she notices that both of them are taking shards of the papers, basically, and turning them into new sentences. And both of them are doing Mm -hmm. it without realizing the other one is also doing it. And then Graham pulls out the box of letters and she's like, I want you to know your mom. And this is this. And I want you to know. Fuck. I want you to know. Like the real part of her being gone for mm-hmm. the past sixteen years. And so read my letters to her. It's not all gonna be pretty. You're gonna see, you know, my heart in a lot of them, and it's not nice. Um Oh God. And then she realizes she's like, oh my God, I've been doing the same thing, but instead of putting mm-hmm. all of my notes to Bailey in a box thinking I can give them to her someday. I've been a litter bug, thinking like someti- somehow they'll reach her in the afterlife. And mm-hmm. fuck, man, yeah, it's <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a big, powerful. <laughs> um, oh no! Also, in this conversation, Cram reveals that she saw the whole thing play out between Toby and oh, Joe. Boy, when did she, was she see making that? Making out with Toby, tonsil hockey with with Toby. Yeah, oh, and no. she was like, don't get me wrong. I wasn't thinking good for her when you were making out with Toby, but I know that grief makes people do crazy things. Yeah. Um, you know, anyway, they talk that all out. It's it's really, really, truly beautiful. Then Lenny does go through all of those letters. Yeah. One night, Big and Graham go out together. It's like their first night out since, um, since Bailey died, and she does just sit alone and read all those letters. And then she decides i don't know if toby comes over or
0: no when he no so when um when he dropped her off he told her i'm gonna stay away from you for a while but know that i'll always be here if you need anything Mm -hmm. and she's like yeah same so then she's like i've been a fucking coward since my sister died i haven't been able to deal with like the coffin of it all and the claustrophobia mm-hmm. of it all and, and thinking about my sister. God, there's this whole beautiful section that ties back to a passage at the beginning where she talks about how right after Bailey died, she just made a series of decisions. She decided, like, what she was going to wear and what they were going to write on the tombstone and, you know, what mm-hmm. they were going to do about this and that and the makeup mm-hmm. she was going to wear and all the stuff. And so it... It comes back later and partially now too, but she's like, I, I need to go and face this at the cemetery. So she goes and it, finds It Toby. has been a
1: recurring theme that she is afraid of imagining her sister in the coffin. Yeah. Which is like such a real thing. Yeah. Oh no, now I'm gonna cry. I know. It's such a real thing. <laughs> it is. And and that is kind of why she's been afraid to go to
0: the spot. And it's also it's also why she's been looking for some kind of connection and release that's not going to the cemetery. Cause she she could go and talk to Bailey anytime, but instead she's going through her her um dresser. She's making out with her boyfriend. She's doing like a, a ton of stuff to just like try to be tethered back to Bailey. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, I'm gonna I'm going to face it. I'm going to go do it. So she finds Toby and she's like, all right, I want to go to the cemetery. And he's like, yeah, cool. And she's like, wait a second. Have you been to the cemetery? He goes every day. He's like, yeah, I go every day. Like Graham goes all the time. (laughs) Big goes all the time. I I find his his roaches out there. He just goes and like smokes a bunch of joints out there. God. And she's like, oh my God, I am the most terrible sister, which is also not true. Like everybody navigates grief in different ways. Mm -hmm. When my dad died, his ashes weren't important to me. His ashes freaked me out. I didn't want anything to do with them. I just wanted to like be able to call his voicemail and talk to him in my head. Mm -hmm. I didn't want anything to do with the physical blah. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, everybody's different. So she and Toby go, and it's a beautiful. And then that's, I think that's where she decides that she's gonna write Joe a poem. Yes. Clear the house. We're writing a poem.
1: (laughs) Seriously. This is different. Yeah, this This is is different than the Johnning poems. This is a real, a real (laughs) 17 year old love poem. Clear my schedule. (laughs) Move all the things aside. We're writing a poem. That's right. And
0: I love that we never really get to read this poem. I love it and I hate it. Jandy, you meant to do that. You meant for me to love and hate Mm -hmm. it, Jandy. Yes. And it worked and I'm mad at you about it. (laughs) She writes down this poem and it's like long. It's very long. (sighs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> I like. I feel like it's ten pages of single space, ten point Times New Roman, at least double sided. Uh huh. Then she puts it in an envelope. An envelope. I feel like no. That's she writes word. it
0: on the bed out there. She goes to the bed. She goes to Wait, the what? spider nest bed. No, yeah. No, she doesn't write it on the bed. I swear to Christ, she does. She sits on the bed all afternoon in the forest. And writes that fucking poem. I know she does. And then wait, she's gonna wait, go. Wait, 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 wait. But on paper. But on paper, yeah.
1: I thought you meant she wrote it on the bed, no. <laughs> no. like on the sheet, which would not be so weird.
0: Like, <laughs> it give wouldn't. me that. That would no. That's a that's a tweet nonsense. This bitch would that do. Would definitely happen if you know. Okay. Yeah. No, she does she sits on the bed in their spot where he did rub yes. up on her midriff and make out with yes. her
1: great. Where she promised herself to him. God. She does put it in an envelope and she does put Joe on it and she does sneak it under those covers.
0: Yeah. So then she goes home and she's like, oh fuck, fuck oh fuck, fuck,
1: no. Fuck fuck fuck, <laughs> fuck, 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 <laughs> fuck. She's like, I said shit like I'm his and my heart is his. I and belong it's really to rough. him.
0: Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> fuck! 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 So the next uh, morning, she goes out to get it because she she does she does that that other thing where you just lay in your bed all night at seventeen and think about the one thing. Mm-hmm. So she goes out there in the morning to get it, and it's gone. Mm-hmm. Somebody got it, <laughs> and she's like, yeah. "I don't know what's worse Ooh. if Joe got it or if somebody else did." What if Joe took Rachel
1: out there and Rachel got it? <laughs> that
0: was my first thought. That's the
1: thought that I would have if I was her. It's like he took that slut out here, <laughs> she laid on it, it crinkled. She was like, "What's this? Oh my god, let's read it together and laugh and laugh and laugh." That would she have been She does
0: worry that my my he's first like that he's doing dramatic readings of it in front of his brothers oh, and god. Rachel and you mm-hmm. know, like this that's real. Mhm. So That's when she's like, you know what? My ass is out in the air already with Joe, so Mm -hmm. may as well just put it all the way the fuck out there. I'm going to be the narrative reframing racehorse I am. All right? I'm taking all of my metaphors and I'm putting them together and I'm taking (laughs) this booty and I'm going down to band practice and I'm saying, Rachel, it's time to get challenged in the fall. You get ready. I am dropping a gauntlet that's right of
1: a challenge for first chair mm-hmm. come September let the best clarinetist win she it's the literally most overly dramatic and I loved it and Rachel was like oh she's so scared because she's like hey if this is about Joe there's there's nothing there he like he was hung you. up on you nothing nothing happened and she's like it's not about Joe it's about it's the it's about clarinet. solos I want the solos bitch yeah and then <laughs> Rachel's like, you know what? We could talk about this and like, I could give you half the solos or like all the solos. We can share all the solos. And she's like, no, I don't want half the solos. I do want your chair. I
0: do want to kick your ass out of first chair. Yes. Because we need to tell the world who the best clarinetist is. (laughs) Is <laughs> dun 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 at clover high school that's <laughs> right and she and then she looks at her and she's like also rachel i'm going for all state so like mm-hmm. gird your fucking loins <laughs> it's
1: so funny. oh my god nothing uh, like this book stirred many teenage emotions yes. inside of me yeah, But yeah. all state was certainly one of them oh my god <laughs> like, state band oof just Putting on those black trousers, doing oh that solo god. in front of that
0: one guy in that small room. Oh my god, mine was speech nationals. <laughs> Ooh, qualifying oh, qualifying well, for mine speech too, nationals, obviously. Jesus, but I did do band all state. There you go, too. yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Listen, Anyways. so now she goes to the bed again. Yeah, it's time to go to the Here bed she because she just, you know, she needs to think about the
1: world and life and stuff. Well, she's feeling good. You know, she's like, maybe, maybe Joe's going to be at that bed, you know, and maybe yeah. he's going to forgive me. Yeah, I'm, I'm
0: feeling optimistic. Yeah. And so she sits down and he's not there, but then there's like a creak in the woods and stuff. And then she hears a squeak, <laughs> 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 squeak. <laughs> And that is their love
1: song. That is Um,
0: the (laughs) the most (laughs) romantic song that a person's ever (laughs) written for another one. And it is wafting through the branches of the forest. Yeah, And Mm -hmm. so she's, boy, is she a big excite. And he comes over to the bed and he's like, I thought I might find you here. And she's like, oh, no. Is it happening? It's happening. I think it's
1: happening. He's got a backpack. Oh. He opens up the backpack, and it's got all her little scraps of all her candy wrappers
0: and all her littering. He's decided, in, during his relationship with her, he was like, fuck being a musician. I am going to have the job security and pension of a garbage man, and I'm starting mm-hmm. now. Yes. That's what yes, I'm going to do. Absolutely. I love yes. the environment. And so this yes. is, I'm, I'm being not only practical, but good to the mm-hmm. earth. Yes, and he had collected all of her litter. Well, all (laughs) the ones he found. Yeah, I mean, there's probably
1: hundreds of more out there. Jesus. So he actually found a couple of these before he even met her. Yeah, on like candy wrappers and stuff around the school. And then when he met her and realized, you know, because they're all about Bailey. So, and it she uses her name too. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not these aren't super um, uh, abstract or clandestine. Yeah. Yeah, so he realizes that she was writing them, and then he found one, and the day he followed her out to the tree, he meant to, like, give it back to her, but then he's like, that's weird, because then she knows that I, like, picked it up and I read it, so, like, I'll just keep it. And then he saw that she was writing one in the tree that day, so then he climbed up there and got it. Yeah. And then he's just been kind of picking these up behind her ever since.
0: Or just finding them randomly. Yes, like he's that like too. I. I wasn't just stalking you. Like that might have also happened, but <laughs> it it also but, felt know, a, a lot, lot of like. Them are faint. in her
1: grandmother's garden. A lot of them are at that waterfall she goes to all the time. I mean, she's yeah. a pretty
0: predictable person. Yeah, she is. So he. Oh God. So by the end of this, he's like, so I got your poem, and then I reread through all of these, mm-hmm. and I think, I think. I can sort of understand how this happened and how it had nothing to do with me and nothing to do with us and Mm -hmm. everything just to do with the soul-crushing despair both you and Toby have been feeling about Bailey. Mm -hmm. And she's like, that's it. That's definitely it because I'm completely in love with you. Mm -hmm. And, oh man, he says he's in love with her too. And then they fuck. And then they make, so then... (laughs) So then Sorry, like I just they wanted start, to ruin it. No, I know. And so then <laughs> it's they, beautiful, it's beautiful. <laughs> they start like making out on the bed and it's adorable because she says, "I want to do everything with you." And he's like, "Oh god," cuz it's the exact it's the exact thing he said to her. Mm-hmm. And then they do that big makeout and it's adorable. And then the epilogue is Uncle Big getting married for the sixth time because the Roses work on Uncle Big chiefly. Yes. So yeah, yep. there you go. Yep, And they're together forever. He's going to be your first, I'm sure of it. Nothing goes I thought badly they did it. in I thought college. they did it on that bed that day. Maybe. Maybe they did. I don't
1: know. I thought they did it cuz it's like if anyone wants to find us we'll be in the sky like oh god it's beautiful it's it is good. really beautiful i just i just really thought she was getting railed when she said <laughs> that she was up in the sky i mean come on
0: <laughs> right you know what that is that's not a, a firmly earthly metaphor no. that's definitely sky yeah. stuff you know yeah i just feel like it's not smooching
1: anymore if you're up in the sky i hear you listen
0: the sky she, is she everywhere, Erin, so she's boning in she the sky at least right now. She has got,
1: like, finger banged, oh, okay? She, like she definitely least. got fingered. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> what a romance. is so weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we finally read a good one, though. Oh, my God. so. This was so beautifully good. I'm going to buy it in paperback and keep it on my shelf so that my kids find it someday. Like... It's so good. God, it's it so was, good.
1: The descriptions of grief were so... I mean, we skipped over, too, when she starts to, like, realize what it was with her and Toby, and yeah. there are several different descriptions of why she thinks that that happened the way that it did. But the one that is just, like, just wrenching is that Bailey loved both of them so much yeah. that they were trying to put her back together yeah, by being together. Yeah. <sighs> Like, if, if, if the love for both of them could, like, they're trying to make her whole heart go back together is so good. It's, so, I can't mm. say it with my stupid, dumb bitch words, but just know
0: that in <laughs> no, the book, no, you <laughs> conveyed it really well. Like, that is the sentiment, and it is wrenching in the most <sighs> beautiful, tragic, horrible, wonderful, mixed up, it's a mess in here way. Mm hmm. Ah. Oh. Jandy, Jandy, like you know what? I'm saying this with all the love in the world, Jandy. But like, go fuck yourself. Go
1: fuck you know. yourself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was about to. Say, I'm like, whatever she says, I'm I'm gonna cut in and say, go fuck go yourself. Fuck but I'm really glad yourself. that's what you said, man. Oh. Hey, Jandy. Hey, how god damn it, dare you? <laughs> so that's what I want to say. Dare first
0: of all yeah how dare you how dare you just bring this magic into the fucking world jeez Mm. hey wow listener who recommended this book thank you yeah thank you listener jesus so okay um now we have to do lady loves yes yeah you know what mine is can i tell mine yes Mine is...
1: I mean, it's your podcast that you do (laughs) it. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know anyone that can stop you.
0: Mine is, in the spirit of ill-conceived seduction tactics, boy, did I get a new bra, Erin. Yes. And, like, I'm doing this in the best of ways. Did you see those pictures I sent to the chat? I don't know if my tits have ever been as high as they are in this bra (laughs) where is it from what is it about what is the deal Uh, listen i it's it's an it's a cheap amazon bra and one of the reasons that it works is because i have lost two cup sizes since breastfeeding so like there's not a bunch to lift up but what gets lifted in this bra Uh uh-huh is incredible it's also got so it's it is an underwire but it's got like a five inch back on this sucker oh I love it when it has a big back oh and it's got these these undery push up cup situations mm-hmm. that's basically like wonder bra but on steroids and listen it was so good that I did a weird what's happening my husband just came in gave me a single tortilla chip <laughs> and
1: then murmured I'm going to the dump and then left <laughs> <laughs> He just knew to bring me a snack. He knew not to come in here without a snack. I'm in love with him. He is so cute. <laughs> me too.
0: <laughs> anyway, Aaron, I'll send you the link to, to the this dump. bra. <laughs> I'm going to stop. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> <sighs> anyway. Yeah. So, new bra. There you go. You're not going to tell us what bra it is? I mean, I can. Po- I'll post the link in the lady love. I don't know. Okay. it's, it's right. a cheap okay. Amazon. I I saw it and I was like, I wonder if that will lift them up and separate them high, and mm-hmm. put my boobs up near my chin. And when it came, the bra said, "Ta-da!" And I said, "Thank you, mm. bra." I
1: um I know I've said it before, but I love a Spanx bra. They've got they've got a good yeah. a good lineup. Um. Hey. Good morning. Good morning. Hello. You said the words cat on a hot tin roof earlier <laughs> I did. in this recording indeed which made me think of old-timey paul newman of which t- made me think really okay i was gonna go Why tennessee not? williams
0: but fine not hot <laughs> i mean <laughs> i don't understand
1: <laughs> um that's so strange um uh that made me remember that tiktok algorithm has sensed in me That I want to see vintage Lady Boner photos of old-timey Hotman, such as old-timey Marlon Brando and old-timey Paul Newman and old-timey Gregory Peck. And, you know, all of those vintage thirst traps. And I don't know how you find it. Listen, I, I don't know how you find this corner of TikTok where it's the thirst videos for the old-timey men mm-hmm. but it is a hot area of TikTok and okay. i i implore you <laughs> to just search up a hashtag paul newman okay. or a hashtag marlon brando or you know like so- those so- and i think you'll find it and if you just teach this algorithm that this is what you want it it, it comes it it, just it delivers, delivers it to you. you
0: yes yes
1: yes it does
0: all right. There you I, go. I want it noted for the record that after you called me a weirdo just now, I got so paranoid that Tennessee Williams did not write Cat on a Hot Tin Roof that I oh, he did he 100% Google it. did. And he did. So mm-hmm. that's that's an intellectualism in 2020 you know and remembering things in 2021 I was in
1: Cat on a Hot Tin Roof one time and I don't even remember I was some kind of side character family member who was insufferable you were like Mr. Not. yes I've never played the sexy one in the middle (laughs) (laughs) I've always been the old weird one on the side (laughs) The, the Jenny Annie Dots of Cat on a Hot Tin Roof is what I played that um, I don't, I don't remember anything about it except that it existed.
0: I love it. Anyway, all right, cool. So, keep, nope, you can find us on so many places, everybody, and it's different. So you got to follow us everywhere, and we're not being dicks about it. That's just the truth. Okay, it's just true. It's just different content, and we do that for mm-hmm. you to serve for you, so that you, those of you who are
1: loyal. Oh, and do follow us everywhere. Don't have to see the three th- the same three things every time. That's right. When you open up your different medias. That's
0: right. So it's Instagram's at heaving bosoms. Twitter's is at heaving underscore bosoms. Facebook is both the page and the heaving bosoms geriatric friendship cult. It's the website is a heaving yeah. com. we have this patreon that i'm sorry is really kick-ass a lot of times you get to yeah. see the weird hand gestures we make because we put video of almost every episode up there if we have it not this one not this one because we did have a schmecknical difficulties <laughs> we had
1: some problems yeah but so it's gonna be
0: okay it is. Gonna be for great. audio
1: we just don't have video yeah
0: and um man bonus content uh you get sneak peeks you get book clubs. There's trivia. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. fun community times that happen over on Patreon, and uh, yeah, so keep being a badass and love yourself as much as you love being the Jenny Any e Cats of Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny oh, Dots!
1: Jenny, Jenny Dots. Dots! Sorry. <laughs> Jenny,
0: Wait, don't... don't we have to do? Don't we have to do Spider
1: Bed? Wasn't that this episode? That was this episode. Yeah. Listen, love yourself as much as you love just woodland creatures burrowing into your bed, shitting in there, pissing in there, just like laying their eggs in there, eating their
0: afterbirth on there, just everything,
1: just a dank, deep, moldy forest bed
0: yeah lo- love yourself as much as you love breaking away from that kiss and looking over and seeing a raccoon clean its own <laughs> vagina with its tongue <laughs> love yourself as much as you love that
1: innkeeper oh yeah running out in every rainstorm <laughs> with a tarp so that he can preserve and, and changing the sheets On Mm -hmm. a pristine bed in the forest because he likes to think about the people who rent rooms from him coming upon (laughs) it in the forest and
0: fucking. There's got to be a camera over there, right? Oh, yes. (laughs) There's definitely a spy camera trained right on that mm-hmm. bed <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes yeah
1: and that man is going to jail for watching He's a criminal what joe and lenny did on yeah, it yeah that could that could be considered C. sam all right yes so let this book could really have ended differently if that innkeeper <laughs> had found that note think about that <gasps> think about that creepy ass innkeeper i belong Video to you t- 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 <laughs> just like knocking on her door I found your nose like, I loved it
0: <laughs> I got a bono for the first time in 15 years without watching voyeur videos uh, um, the wait, three creepy men who
1: listen to our show are like finally an ATA <laughs> am I right
0: <laughs> <laughs> wait we do well really quick I forgot about the epilogue listener there is this adorable part because throughout the whole book it's been like Found in a tree branch. Found in the glory hole on the side of the road of the rest area. Here's a, here's a beautiful poem. <laughs> Sorry, I muted myself so I can eat my chip. So, if you think I wasn't
1: laughing, you're fucking out of your mind. That was hilarious. Found in a gro- glory hole? Man, you win.
0: Are we keeping any of this? Yeah, oh, we're I keeping all it. of it. So, no. And so at the end... It's like she keeps on trying to take his take the really embarrassing poem that she wrote for him. And there's only been like three lines that we've heard out of it at all. And so it's like found in Joe's trash can ripped up into shreds. And then it's like parentheses found on Joe's desk being taped back together and then found this mm-hmm. place and this place. And then it's like found, um, taped up and like framed in a thing on Joe's desk is like the three lines of her poem that we know, which is like, I belong mm-hmm. to you. And like your heart, my heart is yours. And like mm-hmm. all this. <gasps> it is a romance. It's a romance. So love yourself that fucking much. Oh, you tape God. that. Jeannie, hi. Here's the thing, hey, Jandy. This is a real talk, hey, Jandy, right now. You know what I would like Ooh. to read? The innkeeper story. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Jandy Nelson all of a Imagine sudden ventures into a suspense. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, fifty page erotica <laughs> called the innkeeper's tale that comes out. <laughs> everybody's like, we're so excited for another Ooh. installment in the series, and then
0: everybody's like, oh no. <laughs> I can't wait to revisit <laughs> this universe. Ah! <laughs> ah! <laughs> oh no, really? Let's talk to Jandy. What do you have to say?
1: <laughs> no, I was just like I couldn't stop thinking about because I always think about it in YA books is like you don't stay together with your high school boyfriend. Like this is going to implode somehow, right? Like this isn't. It's got to implode in Juilliard right. over a cellist, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Man, wouldn't you love to read, like, a 10 to 15 years later on these two? Oh, God. Finding each other again? Finding each other again. When they're, like, again.
0: adults and professional musics? Oh, my God. Jandy, can you do this but not YA anymore? Can you do this Hi, again? Hi, good morning. Hi, Jandy. Does anyone write fan fiction? Hello. I- <gasps> Hello. Hello. Do you Hello, want to write a Lister? second chance romance where these two crazy kids found you find find each other again? We want it. <laughs> I want to read
1: it. I want it. I want it. I kept trying to, I kept like writing in my head as this thing was closing. Cause I was just like, no high schoolers to stay together. Like Except the ones ah.
0: that do, Erin, there are ones that do. And they're married for 55 years. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be these two because they already went and through. all the
1: ones I know, <laughs> I think that was a great decision mm. that they made. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Sorry. Uh huh. Sorry. Sorry. They listen, they have gotten over their one hurdle that they will ever experience in life, and they're Mm -hmm. obviously still together H E A. Smooth sailing. No, but just think how good it would be. Oh god, it would be so if they broke up and then they found each other again. The pining, the again pining and the way Oh oh my god, Aaron the way that his smile is gonna change in the next fifteen years. Eyeball crinkles around oh, his eyes. How he's
1: going to age. Maybe he's got a little bit of gray. No. I listen. Hi. Good morning. Please. I'm begging. Jandy. Jandy. Hi. Jandy. We're
0: best friends now, you. right? You and us. Right.
1: Oh my God. Mel, what if this book exists and we don't even know? <gasps> it? Oh my Maybe God. She wrote you it. Have to Google There's, it no right now. There's no way.
0: There's no way. No.
1: If she wrote that, I wouldn't be able to except that I'm not like a magical being whose dreams Agreed. come true and I'm not in like the Truman show. I would become Agreed. completely unbearable yeah. from here on out in my life if this book exists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's find out. Honestly, let's pray it doesn't, you know, <laughs> for, for both of we our sakes. We can't imbue you with that much power. Once I believe, start believing I can manifest things with my mind, I will not be able to be <laughs> controlled. Okay. We have to go. Right. Goodbye. Um, bye. Sorry. We already did. Bye. Yeah, goodbye. Bye.
0: (laughs) Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but... It makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes. We are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lylas! Okay, back to the show.